the best of the week on Relevant Radio. This is the Dave Duran Show with Dave Duran. Welcome to the Dave Duran Show. This is uh, quite an exciting time. Uh, Nico is behind the control panel here. Uh, my producer, Nico, uh, say hello to everybody. Hey, everyone. They're going to hear your voice here and there, so it's good to have you uh, jump in. Yes. Uh, so I've been on Relevant Radio for a long time, uh, over 20 years on morning air, taking calls on all sorts of things regarding leadership, um, entrepreneurship, career moves, that sort of thing, personal growth in general. And it has been a lot of fun. I tell you, uh, you know who writes the best content is the callers and the people yep. who email uh, who have something to share. In fact, you can email me at dave at leadinggiants.com, dave at leadinggiants.com with any questions that you have regarding entrepreneurship, leadership, uh, organizational health. We've got a great guest, Denzel Samuels. In fact, in 2023, he received the prestigious CRN Channel Chief Award for his significant contributions in the global partner programs and strategies. He also was just recently uh, interviewed in a feature story in CXO Inc. Magazine, the 10 most inspiring tech leaders to watch in 2023. Uh, really great story of success. Uh, we have a clip of that interview right here. So speaking of this as a, a man of faith, yeah. you know, we've covered a lot of ground here. When you're working in organizations that are not, you know, they don't subscribe to any sort of, you know, faith at all, and they're very diverse in who you're working with, yeah. how do you practice your faith? What are, are, there, are, are there certain things that you have observed that make it more difficult being a faithful Catholic or easier uh, as a faithful Catholic or anywhere in between? Yeah, I think um, a lot of it stems to 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 core values mm -hmm. right so as a, a faithful catholic obviously you have to operate with integrity and honesty yeah go around lying to people yeah you have to love the whole person mm -hmm. that's there the good and the bad that's in them you have to love the whole person oh yeah as christ did you have to be more tolerant what i try and do is bring that into every single day-to-day -day encounter that i have yeah um if someone asks me if I'm Catholic, I will tell them, yes, absolutely. I'm a practicing Catholic. Yeah. I host clients a lot. Yeah. At dinners, at outings. But they all know when I sit down to eat my meal, I will make the sign of the cross yeah. and I'll say the prayer. And I, I don't expect everyone at the table to do that. No, yeah. But they'll know I'll, I'll, I'll do it and I'll pray. And it's unbelievable, Dave, how many times... And the conversation's always the same. It's yep. saying, oh, are you Catholic? Yes. yes. Oh, you know, I used to be Catholic. Yes. And it's always, I used to be Catholic. Yeah, it's almost always a respect-filled thing. It's yes. It's not like this it's shockingly disappointing thing. Correct. That's kind of a little bit of a reward, I think, that Christ gives us, the Holy Spirit gives us yes. for being faithful. Yes. Is to say, like, you were afraid this would go bad. Here's a little bit of a reprieve for you, a little relief. Yeah. That's not always going to happen. I mean, persecution's a real thing. But for the most part, in this business-oriented setting, yeah. people have an admiration for it because you know what it says? Yeah. Strength. Was it Chesterton that said, even if I were not Catholic, I would want my accountant and my doctor <laughs> and my neighbor to be? It, it was something like so, that. I didn't get yeah, that quite yeah. right, but it was something like that. And so people recognize that yeah. and they see that. You know, I think when somebody says, I'm a faithful Catholic, I think a lot of people, he mishear that and they hear, I'm a perfect Catholic. Yeah. A faithful Catholic is one who goes to confession because they know they're making mistakes. Yes. There's a huge difference between the person who's like, I'm a faithful Catholic, therefore I have never been tempted in the workplace and I've never fallen 
compared to all these little people who are unfaithful Catholics. Yeah, yeah. I think actually the person who would perceive themselves um, as the perfect person would generally speaking be a little bit less faithful. Yes. Um, what about making time for mass or prayer? Um, you know, you've got a lot of responsibilities. You've got a family, a lot yeah. of travel. I mean, I've I've seen how many miles you've racked up on airlines. I mean, you walk in any airline, they greet you by name. Yeah. Um, but do you make time for I these do. things? I do. And it's just uh, discipline. First, mm -hmm. uh, I have uh, a wife who is exceptional in this area. I mean, she leads by example. Yeah. She uh, daily mass go, uh, you know, weekly confession. Mm -hmm. um, what I have started to do is you build it into a routine. Mm -hmm. Even if your routine means that you have to travel to a different country or to a different mm -hmm. place. So if uh, so every morning, the first thing I do when I wake up is I do the rosary. Mm -hmm. Every morning. I'm, and you know what? I do it in a way which guarantees I'll do it. And I, I yeah. love my morning coffee. It's how my brain wakes up. Yeah, right. So I will actually do my rosary while I'm sipping my morning coffee. Yeah, that's great. The two, put the two together. Yeah. Right. So now I don't think of coffee without thinking to do, about doing the rosary. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. very powerful. Oh, yeah. Powerful. Secondly, I used to listen to music every time I drove the car. Mm -hmm. And so now I'll say, depending upon the car journey, okay, I'll either make time for more prayer mm -hmm. um, or maybe I'll listen to something that will help me grow spiritually Yeah. instead of listening to music. Mm -hmm. Another great opportunity is the flying time on airlines. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm flying to... I'll be on a plane for 16 hours sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. So, again, that's a really nice time. As a matter of fact, it's quite interesting. I've written a lot of songs, some of them uh, Christian songs or yeah. Catholic songs. Uh, I wrote a song on Pentecost. Really? Um, that I did 37,000 feet up in the air flying oh. to Germany. And maybe there's something to that, right? Maybe but there is. But there's something yeah, to you're a little closer. <laughs> so I think the, the short answer is just make fine time and, and make, put it into your routine, even if you don't have a routine. Yeah. But there are going to be things that throw you off. These ideas of integrating our faith and using our faith, have there ever been times where you felt compromised, where you needed to maybe even seek somebody's outside counsel in order to navigate a difficult work environment, in order to do things that allowed you to remain faithful to your faith, where you might have even had to uh, sacrifice something. Yes. Um, I mean, certainly when I was living in the Middle East, I mean, in, Saudi, in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. there, there are no churches. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, you can't celebrate mass. Oh, wow. Actually, at one point in time, you couldn't even, you know, show your cross. Um, yeah. It, you could not have a public display of your cross. The, they have religious police. They have police. They yeah. have... Religious police, political police, and then they have traffic police. But the religious police are the worst. If they see a cross on you, they'll rip it from your neck. Wow. So you've got to respect the beliefs of the Muslims. Yeah. Respect the fact that they pray five times a day, and yet they're not reciprocating that respect because they have a very, very strict religion yeah. that doesn't tolerate. And so you've got to find a way of making it work for yourself. And usually that means you have, it has to be behind closed doors. Yeah. So I was very lucky to get into a community mm -hmm. of um, Catholics. There was a priest who used to do a, a weekly mass. And nice. it was all underground. As oh, well. it, was, it was someone's home. So it was not yeah, right, cloak right. and dagger stuff. Yeah, right. Well, that is as, but, that's as underground as it gets. I yeah. Mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think that's really great. You think about that, that the answer to that question is prudential. You know, when uh, the catechism says that, uh, you know, in the cardinal virtues, that that prudence is the charioteer yeah. of all of the rest of the virtues. You can't have any virtue without starting with 
prudence, particularly the cardinal virtues, that's a prudential thing. There's a lot of people who, it's like martyrs, you know, they say that uh, the person's like just running out there saying, I'll die for my faith. Is not, that's not the spirit of a martyr. <laughs> the spirit of most martyrs is like, no, 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 yeah. no. But I will if I have to. Yes, yes. And so living in a country like that and just like boldly running out there with your cross and you know, picking a fight, that's not a prudential thing, yeah. but finding a way to be able to live your faith. Now, there's a big difference that if somebody actually grabbed you and said, deny Christ or not, now that's that moment that you are taking that stand. Yes. But when you're being smart about navigating through that, I think that that prudence is really smart. And that actually is uh, very much like what happens in the workplace. I remember one time uh, there was a, uh, a business coach in a company that I did not own, but I was a part of. The business coach started coaching a bunch of people with very pagan ideas and books that equated Jesus to Buddha as an equal and everything else. And there were a lot of Christians that came to me and said um, uh, that they were offended by this. And they yeah, of course. Because you know, yeah, they were yeah. forced to go through these, these books. So we, we were at a meeting with 15 of the top executives and the topic of renewing her agreement came up and the company was paying for her to coach these people. And some of them were independent contractors too, by the way. Yeah. So I was there with a handful of Christian guys that I thought for sure were going to back me up on this. And they hung me out to dry. I said, no, we, we can't do this. She's offending Christians and we can't do that. And everybody just kind of like rolled their eyes at me these other Christian gentlemen in the room just remained silent and looked at me like, here he's going, you know, he's doing this. And I was kind of like, yeah, you, some support guys. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> crickets, you know? So they basically naysayed my concerns and we're about to go to a vote and say, are we going to renew our agreement? And I said, you know what? I've changed my mind about this. I actually love this. I love the fact that the company has no problem endorsing religions and faith. I didn't know we were so open to that. And I think we should do this because then I'm going to feel very comfortable starting every one of my meetings with the catechism of the Catholic church, the Bible and a rosary. <laughs> and instantaneously they dropped it and they didn't renew her contract. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I felt a little saucy. It's a great story. It worked. It worked. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, isn't it amazing? That I don't, I don't know if it was my holiness or my pride. Yeah. I think I was just like, I'm, I'm winning this fight. It was, yeah, no. Uh, it's amazing how people don't speak up. It was. I was shocked you know, by they're, it. They're, they're happy to talk behind the scenes, mm -hmm. but don't come forward when they're called upon. Yeah, I was really shocked by that. So you know, in in light of faith, you know, we we've talked about a lot of things. Who are the leaders that you admire and why? And it doesn't have to be a religious answer. I mean, but who has shaped you? The the saint that I actually know the most about, and you just triggered it. I don't know what yeah. you said, but something triggered it. Is Saint Peter. Oh, yeah. I say that because many people think of St. Peter as this poor fisherman that Jesus just happened to go and pick up from the shores and say, yeah. absolutely not true. Yeah, He was a wealthy man. Mm -hmm. He was a leader already. He owned multiple boats. And by the way, when you own multiple boats in those days mm -hmm. and you, you had men working for you, mm -hmm. right, you were successful. Capernaum, where his house is, I had the pleasure of going there a few years ago with my wife. It's a circular home on a cliff overlooking the Sea of Galilee. Wow. That is not the home of a poor man. Jesus was picking someone who was a successful businessman. Yeah. Who would be the church on earth. But Jesus was also picking someone who would fumble and fail and learn from it because at the end of the day, he had faith 
that would see him through anything. And he was constantly reminded that he needed a savior. And he was constantly reminded. That's a huge And thing. that's all of us. We're all yes. like that. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Denzel Samuels. If you do want to reach out with a question, go ahead and, and uh, email me at dave at leadinggiants.com. I will be back with you on Wednesday morning at Morning Air and then next Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time for the Dave Duran Show. Until then, have a blessed week. 